Hello, this is Andrea Beeman, and today we'll be mapping seasonal eating on the 15-Minute Matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix Special Nutrition Therapy Series, where we're going to dive into the approaches, practices, dietary theories, and healing foods that have been used in the most successful practices across the globe and throughout history. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. The 15-Minute Matrix is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons, which highlight the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition, and that's the Functional Matrix. The Functional Nutrition Matrix is my most beloved tool in practice because it reminds us of three very important factors in clinical care. Everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15 Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Andrea Beeman. Andrea Beeman is an internationally renowned holistic health coach, natural food chef, speaker, and herbalist. Named one of the top 100 most influential health and fitness experts, she is also a recipient of the Natural Gourmet Institute's Award for Excellence in Health Supportive Education and a Health Leadership Award from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Since 1999, Andrea has been teaching people how to harness the body's own preventative and healing powers using food, herbal remedies, and alternative medicine. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thanks for having me, Andrea. Is Andrea Andrea? What are we calling it? <laughs> it's Andrea. I always have the Andrea Andrea thing. So yeah, we're, we're, we're the Andrea Andrea show today. <laughs> so in thinking about seasonal eating, Andrea, I'm wondering if you can take us back to the story of eating and our ancestors, because they didn't really have to think about having seasonal eating as a choice, right? Well, they didn't have the choice. Right. <laughs> they all had what was available to them within each season, but actually, scientifically, that's very smart, right? So um, if you think about things that grow, so I'm going to give an example of, um, let's say, a watermelon. So a watermelon, its growing season is in the height of summer when there's a lot of sunshine and this thing is growing and growing and guess what? It's filled with water and it's so, you know, like it's um, uh, very cooling and right. energetically refreshing, right? Um, perfect time for this food is in the summertime. And if you were, you know, back in, I don't know, Grog's time, you know, <laughs> or... You know, you're just cruising around the land and trying to find something to eat. And it's a hot summer day and you stumble upon a watermelon. This would be the perfect food, right? There's no air conditioning. You don't have the um, creature comforts that we have, uh, modern world, right? So it's very cooling, very refreshing, hydrating, energizing, filled with sugar, which is perfect for the summertime, giving you the energy to get up and go, 
right? Without all the dense caloric nutrition that you might need in wintertime. So it's, it's like the perfect food. Now, if you were stumbling around, let's say you live in the Northeastern United States or even Northern California, and you're stumbling around, it's kind of chilly out. I don't know, maybe January. Let's, let's use the Northeastern United States, or we could even use Canada. <laughs> I got a good example about Canada. Um, so you're stumbling around and there's like, I don't know, a foot of snow on the ground and it's really cold out. Um, you're probably not going to find a watermelon anywhere. You probably won't find any fruit anywhere with the exception of maybe some late fall berries, you know, some blueberries or some blackberries just left on the tree. So this has a much different energy mm -hmm. than, let's say, the watermelon. Um, and actually, if you think about energetically and scientifically, when you're looking at plants most of their energy descends into the roots when it gets colder. Mm -hmm. So like uh, for human beings, during the wintertime, roots were actually a really great choice. Roots and tubers, because energetically, all of the energy that was in that plant descended down. Mm. So in, and I'm a big fan of, of like Chinese medicine. Yes. And ancient medicine. And so like in the wintertime, they always say that we need to nourish our roots and our roots in, in the human body are the kidneys and uh, the kidneys and the bones. And you'll find that in the wintertime, generally speaking, there'll be more bone problems, uh, more kidney problems. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the height of summertime, generally speaking, you'll have more heart related stuff, more heat, mm -hmm. right? So if we look at the cycles and the seasons on the planet and where people live, when we eat seasonally, so like our ancestors did, when we eat seasonally, it actually makes our body in alignment with the environment that we're living in. And it creates a stronger, healthier body. Now, they were dying from other things, right? right? We're dying from today in, in our world, we're dying from uh, just crap, you know, like yeah. totally preventable diseases, right? And it's funny because I'll, I'll tell my clients, uh, I'll say, you know, just start with seasonal eating. That's it. You don't need to go on a diet. You don't need to count calories. You don't need to look at your fat grams. You don't need to, you know, weigh your proteins. Just start with seasonal eating. In the wintertime, you're going more meats and fats and roots. In the summertime, you're going more plants and fruits and lighter foods, right? Just, just start there and see what happens. And in usually, like I'm going to say 95% of the time, within a couple of months, they naturally start to lose weight. Their digestion feels better. They have more energy. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you a quick example. I had a client in Canada and she was freezing all the time. Cold hands, cold feet, runny nose, you know, cold body, overweight. And so I said to her, I said, well, what are you eating for um, breakfast, lunch and dinner? And she goes, well, in the morning I have a smoothie, right? <laughs> Blueberry smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in the lunchtime I'll have a salad and right. time maybe I'll have chicken, you know, a little chicken and some vegetables. And I said, okay, I want you to look outside your window right now and tell me what you see. And she goes, oh, well, you know, it's February and there's about six feet of snow outside. Right. And I say, well... Let's let's try and switch up your diet. Let's go with more roots. Let's go with more stocks, stews, um, heartier foods, more warming foods. And let's see what happens with your body, with your physical body. And that was counterintuitive to what she had been taught because she was overweight. She was sluggish. She was not feeling good. And she's like, I can't eat calorically dense food right, right. now because I'm, I'm overweight. And I said, just try it. Just try it for two weeks. 
So within two weeks, she starts eating her soups and her stocks and her roots, you know, all the, the more hearty foods. And she started to warm up and she actually lost a few pounds. And she was shocked because by the end of the month, she lost actually 12 pounds in the middle of winter, wow. right? which is really hard to do. But she simply started to align her body with the physical environment that she was living in. I think this is so important, Andrea, because we look at the circadian rhythm, the day-to-day -day rhythm, but what you're talking about is this, uh, you know, annual rhythm that the body goes through. And I love that you're going back to Chinese theory and other ancient healing theories because they were in sync with the body's rhythms over time, over the year. What I love about Chinese five elements is that the seasons are connected to organs in the body like you were talking about and those are connected to foods, the tastes of foods, right? Bitter, sweet, and that people did eat and they were both introducing diversity of food throughout the year. Yes. So they were getting different nutrients and phytonutrients, but they were also nourishing different organs in the body in kind of a natural cleansing fashion that we've lost touch with. That's correct. And one of the great things that I love about ancient healing is that they had a deeper connection to the planet that they were living on, right? So there right. was, it was not just that we were humans here accidentally on the planet. It's like the human was here and there's a deeper connection to the human on the planet in the universe, Yes. right? So when, when we look at it from that bigger, much bigger perspective, and we look at what we've done in the modern world, it goes against every, every way that we're living. Yeah. You know, like um, in the summertime, people are just blasting their ACs because they are overheated. They are hot. They have high blood pressure. They got heart disease, mm -hmm. right? They're, they've been completely out of balance with the cycles and the seasons of the planet that they're living on. So something so simple as just realigning with the earth, which is your home, <laughs> in a deeper way yes. can start to alleviate a lot of the conditions that people are struggling with. And you said something really great. You talked about diversity. So in our modern culture, we eat the same thing over and over and over right. and over and over and over again all year round. But the, the soil changes with the seasons, the bacteria in the soil changes with the seasons. Um, the elements change each season. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll have a, a soil that's more damp and sometimes mm -hmm. you'll have it that's more dry. So all of that bacteria that thrives in the soil that grows specific foods at specific times of the year, when we eat or we get connected to that bacteria, because you know, there's a, the whole thing about the microbiome, right? Everybody's, yes. uh, you know, uh, so excited about the microbiome, but our microbiome is just a smaller version of the external mm -hmm. microbiome of the earth, right? So our earth element, our digestive organs, right? Our uh, stomach, <laughs> our earth organ needs to be connected to the actual earth. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's go back to when you're in utero, right? You're in utero, you're in your, uh, your mother's, uh, womb, the, the womb, right? And you're being fed with the umbilical cord and yep. your the blood of the mother is feeding the baby. Now, baby comes out and comes where? Onto the earth planet. And the umbilical cord is cut, but that mouth still needs to be fed from the earth elements, right? That's going directly into the digestive system. So we need to actually connect 
with the earth to support our earth element. So I look around at all the, the people that have so much digest, digestive distress, and I'm like, these are people that are disconnected from the earth. Mm-hmm. They're not connected to the cycles and the seasons. They're not connected to the bacteria in the soil. They're, they're just completely disconnected. Um, and when we connect back to the earth from that first, you know, like I, I've always read about breatharians and all that stuff, but I know that we actually need to eat food <laughs> <laughs> to live here on the planet. And we want to eat food, many of us, most of us. That's correct. And it is delicious and nourishing and all that stuff. And it comes into our body through our digestive system, which is the earth element. Yes. (laughs) We have to connect back to the earth. If you want to support your digestive system and your gut and and your healing and your immunity, you got to get reconnected back to the earth and to the soil and what's growing in the soil and what's available to us. You have the ears of many nutritionists right now and many people working with food as medicine. How would you recommend we talk to our clients and patients about these seasonal principles when it's so foreign to us? We can get frozen veggies, we can get bananas wherever we live. How do we start (laughs) to make that shift? Well, you know, I like to encourage people to join a CSA, a Community Supported Agriculture. Mm -hmm. It's the best way to save money and it's the best way to save their health. Um, I've been part of a CSA, I think for over 22 years or something like that. And my CSA is in upstate New York. So I never, ever in 22 years got a banana or a coconut right. in my CSA. <laughs> That's true. Right? It doesn't happen. It just now, doesn't happen. I want, I want to be clear that I do eat bananas and I do have coconuts, but it's not the majority of the source of the food that goes into my body. Right. I'm very clear that those are coming from a completely different climate. They take like a banana takes uh, nine months to grow, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't have nine months of growing season here in the Northeastern United States. So Um, what I like to do is just get my people connected back to what is growing within their environment. And that means join a CSA or to go to their local farmer's market, at least seasonally go in the summer, go in the fall, go in the winter, go in the height of summer and see what is there. And when they start to connect with, Oh, look at that beautiful tomatoes, ripe, just bursting with color and flavor in in June, July, and August, right? Um, Peaches in August, you know, you can't get a a good peach in November in New York. It's not going to happen. Disgusting. They're really, they're gross. So when people start to get the flavor of fresh local food into their palate, it's a game changer. When they taste a peach, or a a plum, or a tomato, or something that comes from their environment at the height of its growing season, it's like a burst of flavor and nutrition. And you could feel it like nourishing your body on a very deep level, as opposed to the mealy peach, or the, you know, the other crap that that people are, you know, a fruit roll up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Can you imagine? So, you know, I, I think that when they get connected themselves, when they see what's available, it'll start to trigger something in them that is their intuition. Yeah. Right? They'll see. They'll look around and they'll say, my gosh, look at that beautiful cauliflower in the fall. It's just so perfect. Yeah. Uh, 
they'll they'll see it. it their whole body will start to shift yeah and it's that beautiful connection you're talking about we connect to the seasons we connect to our community we connect to what's available we're actually supporting our community when we have a csa or we go to the farmers market it's a beautiful way to feel more engaged with what we're eating and there's often like you said this opportunity for an opening i know that oftentimes when i'm talking to people they're worried about what they're going to have to take out of their diet and then they realize, mm. oh my God, there's all these things I didn't realize I could get or I wasn't looking over here or shopping for that. What do I do with this cardoon or the fennel or the rhubarb? Yes. All these things that we might not be thinking about that all of a sudden inhabit our space in a whole new way. We open our eyes. Yeah, it's true. And you know, like we've been subjected to monoculture for how many years now, how many decades. So when they start to see that there's a wide variety of other things available in the world, it really, it frees up the whole creative process. Right now, there's a creativity that may bubble up. What do I do with fennel? Right. What do I do with rhubarb? You know, uh, they, and they'll be creative. They'll look on the web. What, what kind of recipe can I get with that? Yes. You know, like cooking, very interesting. Cooking is a skill, a survival skill, right? To, to know how to prepare food and eat it so that it's nourishing. It's a survival skill. And I think that a, a large majority of our clients and people in the world today are not thriving because they've lost connection to that survival skill, that connection to their food, to where it's grown, to how it's grown, to how to prepare it. They've lost that. And they've lost it due to a lot of things, but I think mostly that we've set up our society so that it health is not in the forefront. Health is an afterthought. Right. Um, where making money is in the forefront. Got to make the money, got to pay the rent, got to do the bills, got to have the second car, got, right? all this stuff, got air conditioning. <laughs> right. right. So you have right. all this stuff that we have to pay for. So health is, is not really, it's not on the forefront of people's minds. It's only an afterthought. And generally, uh, I feel at least I found in my practice, it becomes that afterthought after they have been diagnosed with some condition. Absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise, we're living geared towards convenience versus yep. optimization and longevity. We're just not thinking through that lens. Is there anything That's else that you would want to share with coaches and clinicians really considering how to bring the practices of seasonal eating to their communities, their patients, clients, audiences? If they get excited about it, then that's going to be a vibration that they're going to send out to their people. Right. Right. So if, if they're not doing it themselves, if, if it's just um, here, you know, you know, I heard that you should go to right, CSA. Right. But if they're not actually doing it themselves, they won't know the benefits. They won't feel the benefits. They won't they won't understand it. Monkey see, monkey do. Totally. <laughs> right? So when you start to do it, they'll follow. Like your clients will follow. Um, you just have to get in there and be the be the leader. Be the guide. Be the guide for your people because they need you. They are lost. Yes. I look around in the world today and I just see lost human beings that have no direction don't know where they're going, don't know how to take care of themselves. And a lot of that, and now this is a much deeper, and I know we don't have time of it, this is a much deeper thought, Andrea, but when we're disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from the planet and, of course, disconnected from universal consciousness and vibration, then your antenna is almost broken. Yes. So when we have our antenna, 
right? We're grounded to the earth that we're living on. We're grounded. It's like, oh, I need to go this way. I need to do this. I need, that's what I need to do now. Yes. This is the recipe I'm going to make, right? There's much more clarity. Yes. And that's our job, really. Our job is to reinstate or foster the reinstatement of the antenna that people are actually able yes. to listen to their own bodies, recognize the signals from their bodies. But like you said, people are so disconnected. They're disconnected from the seasons. They're disconnected from the earth. They're disconnected from their bodies. And yes. just setting that example, like you said, I mean, people often want to know from me, like, what are the best business tactics for doing this work? I'm like, go to the CSA and post an Instagram post, like just be an example. <laughs> That's yes. what people want to see. Beautifully said, Andrea, so much fun to spend time with you and be reminded of these connections to the earth, to the planet, to the seasons and to our bodies. Thanks, Andrea. The 15 Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15 Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode by email, please head over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. Also, feel free to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, and who you'd like to hear on the podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com dot com.